Welcome to the Nibble Scotland Over Coffee podcast, where our aim is to get out and meet some of the amazing food champions around Scotland. People who are craftsmen in the profession and have a passion for delivering the finest produce for our game. And in Scotland, we are completely spoilt for choice in this food paradise. Today, our travels take us to our favourite Scottish island. I'm almost scared to share the secret, but the Isle of Mull is such a special place in my heart. However, I think the children's TV Balamori might have already let that rabbit out of the hat. So I'm delighted that Tobermory Fish Company, a third generation business, have agreed to be our guest today. Welcome Sally and thank you for coming along and sharing your story about the business and growing up in such a special environment. So there must be so many memories of heading down to see your gran and where it all began. So please Hello. walk us down that road. Oh, it's so nice to be here. Yeah, so I'm one of the grandchildren of Hugh and Marjorie Goldie, who first founded the Tomori Fish Company in 1971. So we're we're a small um, smokehouse based in the iconic fishing village of Tobermory in the west coast. But when they founded the company, it actually was originally mainly like a wet fish shop. So my grandfather actually started by growing uh, trout in his back garden in a little stream and it it evolved and he took it out to Aris Park Cages Um, and he used to sell the the fish in the shop and then he did this for a number of years and decided when fish farming became quite large I mean he started doing it not knowing that he would be a pioneer of today's kind of fish farming Mm. industry when the fish farming in Scotland grew, he really couldn't compete with the prices and uh, the loss of fish and things like that. So he decided to add value to his, his trout. And this is where Tobermory Smoked Trout was born. And that really started the journey for them in the in the smokehouse business and particularly mail order. They would gather um, a lot of mail order addresses and names from visitors that came up to Tobermory. They would um, write it down and put it into an old system. And I think back then they had about three to 5,000 addresses in their database, which right. back then is absolutely huge. Yeah. Um, it really was the peak of, of their journey. They had a distributor in the USA and there's a, so there's a huge market out there for them. Unfortunately now because of um, legislation and things we can't, do USA just now until we've got everything in place. Uh, they also, a funny story, my gran, my grandpa was sitting, uh, kind of dozing on, my mum actually only told me this a couple of years ago, he was dozing on the sofa one day and with his gin and iron brew that he would always gin have. Gin and iron yeah. brew? I know, <laughs> how disgusting. <laughs> yeah, so he would, he would be sitting there and he, he was kind of dozing and he could hear the TV in the background and he thought they kept saying Tobermory, Tobermory Trout, and Tobermory. And he woke up and it was actually an episode of All Creatures Great and Small, okay. based about this this uh, guy receiving Tobermory smoked trout through the mail wow. and log fine kippers. And he he knew nothing about it until it was on TV, just coincidentally. Uh-huh. It really it really showed us that they they did have something really special. They had a shop along Tobermory Main Street. It grew so much that they had to move premises. So it was just, uh, I think a lot of people walking past and maybe getting a bit smokeified as yeah. they walked past. So um, they started plans to build a smokehouse just at the top of town, a lot bigger, 
a lot more to kind of environmental, uh, like their kind of standards. Mm-hmm. And they, that, that's a smokehouse that we're in just now. And unfortunately, my grandparents both passed away before they could see... Um, oh, bless them. I know they could see us in it, but it's been really good. Me and my mum took it over and re- kind of did a big refurbishment. What and size was, is the... Oh, yeah. gosh. Well, we've got our smokehouse, which is, I mean, I'd say it's one of the smallest on the West Coast. There's quite a lot. Um, but we've also got a local produce shop there. Okay. So while my granny and grandpa were kind of in the in the food industry, creating lovely... Um, we've got a lot of other produce rather than smoked trout. But I say that because that's kind of our baby. Our Tomori smoked trout is a thing that people taste from us. They absolutely love and they compare it to the smoked salmon, which is it's the trout's slightly cheaper than the smoked salmon but it tastes better than Mm. any smoked salmon they've tasted from the the supermarket so that's something that we really try and um kind of holds our little baby there but while i going back to uh my mom so she um when my granny and grandpa were in the food industry she actually wasn't at all she had a career doing like nursing-y sort of stuff. Then she moved to Mall, back to Mall, because she was away at university, back to Mall to um, open a business with my dad. They got married when they were 21, opened a shop down uh, the main street, actually right next door to my granny and grandpa's uh-huh. fish shop. Uh-huh. And it was a toy shop. And she really has an eye for window displays and design. And that, that was kind of her thing. She's so good at it. So uh, she had a really, really successful toy shop. And one day this film crew came in, as you said, and they said, oh, uh, it's just to let you know we're actually filming a TV TV show called Balamori. Like, we won't um, intrude, but it's just to let you know. And, I mean, little did we know that it was going to be this hit TV show. Yeah. And mum having a um, toy shop on Tomori Main Street, a yellow toy shop right in the, the centre, really, really... Um, was great for for us and I mean for me I've got a twin brother and for us for our mum and dad to have a toy shop down the main street I mean every child's dream yeah I know (laughs) so we were really lucky in that way but about 2010 she'd um she'd kind of got tired of the nine to five or her case like eight to six being there every day um I wasn't really aware of this that she thought this but at the same time I had uh, left school and I'd done what every well probably 80% of uh, young girls would do and headed off to do hairdressing and that's what I wanted to do I wanted to be hairdressed lasted two weeks in Inverness really? College and was like this is not for me I came back with my tail between my legs and uh, got into hospitality I worked at Glengorm Castle for a number of years and that's really where I found my passion for food and it wasn't just um like any food it was particularly Scottish food and the produce that we have around us they've they've got um Highland beef that's just yeah. outstanding mm-hmm. and I would also work at weddings there with uh, Marjorie Nelson who, who really is a superwoman in my eyes and she would teach me um her her work her work ethic is great and the way that she treats her staff and things. So one day a foreign couple came in and they asked, where can we buy some langoustines? We want to buy have some langoustines yeah. for dinner. And I mean, it made me think, like, we know where to get 
the Langsteins. All the, the local people know who to phone, but there's nowhere for any visitors to taste this amazing produce we have here and mm. the crab and the lobster. And, and it really got me kind of on a tangent. And, um, and so I came to mum and dad with this kind of business plan that was two sheets of paper, <laughs> kind of committing myself <laughs> and said, I, I want to open... Uh, Tomori Fish Company again. I think we need to relaunch it. I want to get these recipes back. I want to have the kind of um, nostalgia of eating the smoked trout again and taking me back to my grandparents' sunroom after church on a Sunday and that's where we would eat it. And yeah. um, and that's what we did. Bless my mum. She put she sold her shop and put everything she had into We rebuilt it and it's been going really well. Fair place. And what year was that then? You... So 2010, we started 2010. 12 we launched i think it was february 2012 that's some journey it was but it's been so exciting i mean we've we've kind of i touch wood gone from strength stretch just slowly growing we can't and like some people try like our big kind of super fans are like you need to get into waitrose you need to get but we're we're really quite selective of where we go because it is actually currently only my mum and two other part-time that creates everything that comes out of the smokehouse. She hand slices and we're not we're not a huge company, but we're really we are selective where we go. The the mail order side of the business is is the one that we really want to, to keep growing. It was when it was closed for that period, we lost obviously and my grandparents are like they were older generations yeah. so often at Christmas we get Families phoning saying, "Oh, my dad loved your um smoked trout, but I'm sorry he's passed away." But what's the really nice thing is, as they say, "But can you please put us on because we want to carry on this tradition and have it have it uh, Christmas lovely. with our family?" And that's something that um we've hold up, we've held on to, which is really nice. So we're now getting kind of ready for our big Christmas time again. Oh gosh, well you've hidden two little subjects I just like mm-hmm. to hit uh, go back on. Staff, I mean, as a growing business, mm. staffing on the island, is that a challenge for you as you grow or are you quite content at that size at the moment? Um, well, we've grown at least double um, since when we started. So we've got, um, in the, so in the shop, we've got a full-time member of staff as well as myself, as well as two part-time. Mm. Then in the smokehouse, we've always got mum. Uh, then we've got another part-time yeah, two other part-time, but we've been lucky because they're either friends, two of the girls who work there are my bridesmaids, um, <laughs> like all, all family, and a lot of businesses in Tobermory have been struggling this season for staff. Uh-huh. I think it's a lot to do with them um, living. There's not many affordable housing and things like that. A lot of, um, there's a lot of second homes. We haven't found any any issues You're just part now. Of, part of them growing. Yeah. And taking the business online, is quite a modern thing mm-hmm. to be doing and mm-hmm. I had to sort of re-look around because it's obviously you've got so much going on in yeah. there so tell me about like so we are quite fortunate that our business we don't close so a lot of tourist businesses have they've got the season from mm. I mean late March until end of or middle October when the rally really ends yeah. that's kind of cut off but now actually just going off on a little tangent um Hugh Andrew from Berlin Books in Edinburgh and my dad have started a book festival and that's at the end of October right. so the aim is to try and prolong the season for all the um kind of self-catering and okay. things like that on the island but going back um the end of October when everyone kind of closes 
that's us getting busy. So we send out, we get prepped, we send, we actually still do what my grandparents did and actually post out a mail order form every November. I feel like I don't want to lose that. Uh -huh. Kind of a lot of people they they like it and my dad writes a letter every year. This year it was all about mine and I got married and you know, they the, these people and they phone up and they love to see how you're doing and kind of what the year's events have been it's for the us. Personal story and the connection yeah. that you're keeping, which so, is lovely. I mean, even though I a lot of these people might not order, I think it's still it definitely is definitely still um good for us to send them. Uh -huh. So we start sending them at the beginning of November and then it's kind of all all go, we need to get stuff organised, you need to get the orders in the system and it only really is like mid to late January that that's when we go down because after Christmas a lot of people don't, they don't, some, some people don't tend to order before Christmas because they want to wait until January until, because they're worried about it kind of getting lost uh -huh. or... Um, they like a wee kind of present after Christmas or they're on the health kick that they want Can't some tell. nice fish. Yeah. <laughs> So, so how far away are you, if you can't do states at the moment, where are you sending? We don't send wholesale to businesses yeah. in Europe. I have some person who, a lot of people, um, they've had her, yeah, Italy yeah or, um, oh, we've, we've had your trout every year on Christmas Day, but I'm actually going to my sister's in France this year, can you send it to uh. us? Something like that. We, we will send, um, it's not cheap and it's something that we've, we're, we're really trying to work on just now is getting things you have to pay for it for a 24 hour delivery or the fish will really yeah. perish because you just don't know so, so with packaging that fish are you is there special yeah things that you're putting into yeah. that so we've actually got well gift boxes is one of our main uh, things online so mm -hmm. it's a lovely crafted gift box which we've designed on the outside so mm -hmm. it's almost like you're getting a present as soon as the postman delivers it to mm -hmm. you inside it's the insulated lining and then ice and things so it stays fresh it's really good okay. but um our biggest kind of edinburgh is a really really big one for us a lot okay. of people ordering for christmas london sorry places like that okay. i mean all all over the uk a lot there's there's lots of different um kind of customers of ours some are um kind of like housewives who love something special to go on their their like um a banqueting side to go on their boxing day table of hot smoked salmon or there's a lot of people who have just came up to uh, mall for a holiday and they they want to send maybe a small gift box to someone that was there with them as a kind of token nice idea. um we've actually started a new um, range this year, our daily pack range, which was specifically targeted for um, one or two dailies in the Edinburgh area or Glasgow upmarket dailies. So we've got card sleeves on the outer. We only we only do these for this specific range just to save on packaging. Mm -hmm. um, but we thought that's a really good like first footing gift instead of just kind of a normal backpack. They've, they've instead of a bottle of bubbly, they yeah. can. Um, it's like a, something special and something different and especially so many people have connections to Tobermory that you know it's just something that's quite it brings back the, the happy it kind does. of holiday times and is it all recyclable the um cardboard is the backpacks are not currently we're we've, we've actually dropped our thickness in backpacks by less than half okay this year but we're still trying to work on a fully um, biodegradable type. There's actually a company, I'm sure, up in... 
Inverness area, which make them out of grass. Oh, wow. I know. And then another one I heard that they make out like sea urchins or langoustine shells or something. So we're waiting. <laughs> I know. I'm we're waiting for the proof to come out of that. Coming yeah, yeah, we're waiting in the pipelines, but we're, we're currently, we're working quite a few projects to try and... Um, remove plastic from our whole yeah. our whole process. I think it's everybody's big challenge. Oh yeah, for trying sure. Trying to keep these food miles. And so you touched upon the book festival and I was thinking if people were pl- planning a trip up to me. Well, we actually host three street food festivals every year. Okay. Um, just outside our shop at Ballasgate, a lot of um, local producers come, Glen Gorm, who I mentioned earlier, yeah. Island Mall Cheddar, which I'm sure you've yeah. all heard of, um, and a few others, and we've got live music and things. There's also, to kind of kick off the season at the end of April, there's the Mall Music Festival. There's also like West Highland Week at the end of July, and the, the Island Mall Food Trail, they're, they're a group, if you get their leaflet when you arrive, then they've got lot, they've got kind of the food trail of... Um, there's a lady called Jeanette who makes haggis in her kitchen. Oh, wow. like, I know that's she and she, she's got she a wee restaurant. Find it jumping across. No, the no, <laughs> no. Um, got Isle Mall Cheese is a great place to go. You can go around the farm there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the the Mishnish and the pubs as well. The iconic Mishnish that yeah. was actually so my dad told me um painted yellow so that when the um yachts would come round. At Calv Island, it was a yellow thing they saw, and they were like, "Right, <laughs> paint time." Um, Steer straight ahead. Yeah, <laughs> they knew it was the home run. So there's, I mean, there's loads of um, great, great places to eat and drink. And there's lots of um, good food and tourism organisations set up in Scotland. Have mm. these been beneficial to you? And which ones have? Been um, Helped you grow. Obviously, Scotland Food and Drink, who have been really good. Um, two years ago, when I decided to stop the nine to five in the shop and try and come and um, spread my wings around Edinburgh, mm. uh, I went to their office and kind of introduced myself and seen if there was anything um, places to go and place and like what you say, like the markets and mm. things like that. Because I came in here not not ever really living away from Mull, so it was quite a big step for me. So they have been really helpful. I've been to a few Showcasing Scotland events that you Uh meet um, the chefs and owners of of places. It's really business to business there, but also it's kind of put me in touch in the the Edinburgh kind of food scene with a lot of bloggers. What What do you want to happen in the next five years? Well... So on Sunday, that's me left Edinburgh. Right, okay. And I'm moving back to Mall with my husband, my new husband. He's moving back as well, which is really exciting because he hasn't lived, he's lived in Edinburgh for 10 years. He's, since he left school, he's been here. I'm jealous. He's never been home. Yeah, (laughs) so it'd be great to have him a bit involved. And my mum and dad really want to retire, well... They say they want to retire, but I think it's going to be hard getting them out. I don't think, you, I don't <clears> think <throat> when you have a passion like that, I don't think I you can retire. So um, they, want to, they want to step back a little and hand the company over to me, which is it's really great. Um, and Dad's been the best kind of teacher ever. Uh-huh. Um, so, but that is actually, it's one of the kind of, it, I feel so lucky and it's so amazing working with my um parents and to, to still have them and things but you know it's one of these things that's so tricky in a family business like you love it but at the same time it's quite challenging yeah so how do you not, <clears throat> how do you avoid talking business <clears throat> at the dinner table at the dinner we don't table. 
we talk business all the time. That's all we talk about. Unless we, we have a wee hideaway in America that they've got and we try and go uh, every two years or something. And that's where we're kind of like, right, this is our holiday. We're family now. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I love it. And I, I feel lucky. I feel very lucky to, to have, you know, my parents on this kind of journey with us. Yeah. Um, Who would be your business, your idol? That you you follow like i i got asked this question at a, a women's business scotland event that i went to and i mean everyone said like uh, michelle obama or people like that but like my well my two ones i said i stood up in this room and no one knew who it was and it is marjorie nelson who i spoke about earlier like, like ju- yeah okay. just her her work ethic she's actually just battled um like severe breast cancer as well and she's just kind of got the all clear now she's in vietnam doing a cycle for charity she's just one of these like super women that it. and she taught me that um to have like happy staff and things like that it really like is and to be just like generous and kind and mm-hmm. um it 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 taught me a lot no she's she's a real inspiration also people and it's silly to say like my mom and my dad they're both very they're so happily married and they um they've both ran my dad is still and he's got another business on the other side of my grandparents shop is a bookshop and that's his and he still runs it uh, just now and you can tell all he's doing it is for me and my brother and it's it's really nice it's lovely. so you just i just you yeah, just need to appreciate what we've got we do we do i don't know did we did we get to what the ambitions for the business over the next five years um well i said that i would love scott to kind of be a part of it now but also i would love to really um focus on so i've spent the last two years down in edinburgh um kind of putting our name out there and i'd really like to now focus on the shop and mall give that a big revamp we're getting a new kitchen and um, do a lot more foods in the shop to sell rather than this key is tasting isn't yeah, it yeah yeah like, once yeah. you've tasted you know you never go back yeah like we do um we make fish pies there but that's the only thing because our kitchen's very small i'd love to make them in a much uh, in better packaging than we do just now i'd also like to do our smoked alec risotto i'd love to do a salmon dish you know and have those as like a, and that'd be a kind of another are you the experimenter with food? yeah right i love cooking i love really? food yeah oh wow so if you didn't do this what would you do oh okay all right i mean i've never really thought about that but you know what it's i came down to edinburgh with a total kind of uh, like I was totally blind to what how big and how busy it was but when I if I go for a meeting if I'm meeting like I don't know a foodie person or like if Scotland been drinking I'll put on my um like kind of suit which you never ever wear in mall wear wellies and that's it and I actually liked walking around like <laughs> feeling like kind of um a businesswoman, business yes. Woman, I'm yeah. like maybe I'd be like a, I don't know a banker or something. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's not. It's it's that's a funny thing to think about. No, I don't know. Or chef, I love. But then chefs get quite really stressed. It's a hard work. It's a hard yeah, life being yeah. a chef. I think. I think then I wouldn't maybe wouldn't enjoy. So currently, uh, currently, where where is the most unusual place or most exciting place that your fish is being served? A couple of places in Glasgow, which is great. Their their kind of ethos is all about. Um, 
Scottish produce and things. So mm-hmm. the Ardamurican and the Hebridean, they both um, are great customers. But we also had uh, Gary McLean up uh, who filmed a Landward episode with us and he went through all the process with my mum, a really nice guy. And he tasted the trout at the end and all he could say was, wow, it was mm-hmm. really, really special. And even, and that was at, well, that was maybe three three years ago or four years ago and like getting that reassurance from someone who's Scotland's national chef and mm-hmm. it's just really nice and Cyrus Toddywaddle again mm-hmm. who was who's in Saturday Toddywalla who's in Saturday Kitchen mm-hmm. uh, he came up and loved it as well so it's and no I feel like the Tomori name Tomori Trout name's kind of getting a wee bit oh what People are like, oh, what is this uh-huh. thing that everyone's talking about that uh-huh. people are like? And so, so what's the favourite way to, for you to serve it? I love, well, my favourite um, to kind of get all these nice warm feelings back is just simple what my grandpa used to do for us. Butter, soft brown bread, tomary smoked trout and lashings of lemon all over it. Yum. But I love it also with, I do these savoury pancakes with like horseradish and chives Mm -hmm. and I did them as little bellinis for Christmas last year and those with a kind of creme fraiche, dill, um, they're really, really good Mm -hmm. kind of Christmas canopy or even Christmas breakfast. Tomori smoked trout just kind of adds that extra, oh, Uh oh, wow, this is trout, you know. No, I'm delighted, so thank you very much, Sally, for coming down and having a chat with us. Thanks so much for having me, it was really nice. Thank you so much to Sally McCall from the Tobermory Fish Company for joining us today and giving us a great privileged insight into the business on the west coast of Scotland. Should you be interested in taking part in a future episode or even sponsoring the next series, we'd be delighted to hear from you and all contact details are available in our episode story. Have a great day.